Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Cincinnati Style is brought to you by Dugout Mugs. Look at everybody, we got the hookup for you. Just go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft and you're going to get 10% off your entire order. That's it. No need to use a code. Just use that link and you get 10% off added directly to your order. Drink from a bat just like we do here on the show. Go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft and get 10% off today. Cincinnati Style is also brought to you by Moral Labs. Drink one bottle of morning recovery while you're partying and bounce back quickly the next morning, guaranteed. Go on over to morallabs.com and use the code SPORTS at checkout for 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Hey everybody and welcome to another edition of Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati Style. I am Mike with me as always is Scott Joe absent this week. <laughs> what it do baby? There we go. We got our Joe fix. Seem, seems odd that Browns lose and Joe's no That's what oh, I'm saying, right? I, 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 I mean, I wasn't, out there, you know? I wasn't going to say it, but I'm glad you theory, said but. it. <laughs> this is Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati Style, the drunkest Cincinnati takes around, uh, just like the chili. If you ain't from here, you ain't going to like this. <laughs> it's been a hot minute, man. How you doing? Happy happy new decade of uh, Cincinnati sports. Let's, let's turn the page on what was the last decade, because... A little rough. Ah, you know, yeah, I think that's a I think that's a good thing to do. Yeah. I, I think we absolutely should turn the page and forget that that last decade ever happened. Oof. A lot of a lot of forgettable moments throughout the twenty teens. <laughs> yeah, no, I, been a been a ride, but uh, holidays are good. You good? Yeah, man, everything was good. Awesome. Uh, you know, it's it is what it is. Christmas with kids. Bengals doubled the win total while we were gone. That's a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was against the Browns. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it. We will get into uh, that. We'll we'll touch on it. I mean, football season's over. I got some Reds talk. Oh man. <laughs> I mean. You know how excited I am whenever there's Reds news, and Joe ain't here to rein me in, so <laughs> sucks to suck, everybody. Hope you like the Reds. 
<laughs> is going to be pretty reds heavy today. Uh, I guess we could probably get to the Bengals first, maybe. You want to do? Yeah, let's do Bengals first, only because it happened a while ago, and there's really there's not much to say. Like, we, <laughs> I think that's uh, that's fair. Let's go ahead and and I apologize without Joe here. You know, it is what it is. Transitions are going to be weird, man. That's all I can say uh, about this. Uh, but yeah, so the the Bengals end the season with a W over the Browns. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, it was. You know, the game. Um, it, it kind of felt like that might be the case, but then again, you know, I say that. How many times this season did we think, oh yeah, Bengals should win this game despite how things have gone, and then they, you know, came in and crapped the bed. And this one, you know, the Browns, the ultimate just as disappointing as the Bengals have been to the local fans, on a national scale, the Browns were easily the most disappointing team in the NFL this season. And so what better way to cap off their disappointing <laughs> season and to finish it out with the loss to the Bengals and uh, then finish lose it off with coach. two losses. They lost twice. They lost so, to the Ravens right. and then the Bengals. Like they right. really limped but in. But losing to the Ravens, you're like, ah, I mean, everybody does that. <laughs> and losing to the Bengals, you're like, oh, this is a select company this year. <laughs> it is just us. <laughs> And the Jets? Was that the one? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, 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 it took me a second. Yeah. I was like, wait, Miami won, so yeah. But yeah, so oh, rough, rough go for the Bengals and you know, if, or rough go for the Browns rather. And if you're the Bengals, you know, it it was one of those it, it felt like a uh, a swan song for Andy Dalton and seeing him leave the I'm glad field. to see him get the W sure. in his it, last it was, game in a Bengals uniform. And, you know, uh, the the Bengals weren't playing for anything. They had locked up the number one overall pick, so they couldn't screw that up. You know, yep. so fans couldn't be pissed where it's like, oh, well, you won, but you know, now, they, now they're going to pick second and we missed out on Joe Burrow or whatever. So it's like, hey, man, just go out there, play loose. You know, you're going against your in-state rivals. It's the last game of the season. Everything kind of aligned perfectly. So it's like they get the W. Andy Dalton's probably going to move on. Could be the last we've seen. Like, it. It felt like kind of the end of an era, although it's the beginning of one. <laughs> Very weird. It's like it, it was the end of the last regime. Finally, I feel like and like I feel like now the the Taylor era can officially begin because I've always maintained, man, that last year when when they got rid of Marvin, that there were just other things that they needed to do with this roster to kind of turn the page completely, and they didn't. It's like they turned the page. It's like when you read one of those Choose Your Own Adventure books, and you go to the the, the page they tell you to go to, and it's like, oh crap, I died. Let, let me go back and, and, and go back to the one <laughs> and choose the the opposite one to get the right ending. That's kind of what the season felt like, where it's like, okay, well we're gonna bring in a new coach, and we're kind of you know it's a new day, and hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're heading in a direction, but we still got these guys that we, you know, are from the old regime and we know probably aren't going to be around when this team gets to where it wants to be. So this feels like finally like closing the book on that. And now we'll get to find out like Taylor had a lot of downs and there's a few ups you can point to. But I think next year you get these guys in that he wants and you've moved on from Eddie Dalton and we can really see like his stamp and see where this team's going to go and get an accurate judgment on him as a head coach. I feel like this year was kind of like a a wash to a certain degree. Yeah, I mean, on one side of it, I feel like it – 
going into the season, everybody was like, the Dolphins are tanking for the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. And that team ended up winning, what, five games? Like yeah, they, I think they finished with like the fourth or fifth pick. So, yeah, the number five pick something. overall. Yeah. Like they, they went into the season as the team that was supposed to be the garbage team right. and ended up with the number five overall pick. The Bengals weren't supposed to be good, but not this bad. They yeah, they were <laughs> awful. So I, I almost feel like this is the season is a bit of an indictment on Taylor, but you can chalk it up to he's new. It's you know, first year well, head coach. And that's coach. what I'm saying. Like he, he was he was saddled with this half step measure of getting a new team, but there were still like enough expectations. I, I'm not saying that he was perfect and that he didn't make mistakes, but if you're looking at it from I guess a fan perspective and his perspective, it can be all right, I made these mistakes or he made these mistakes with the roster he had and it wasn't necessarily the roster he wanted. He got that late start on right. the coaching, you know, getting the coaches he wanted in there. So hopefully there'll be some coaching changes. Yeah, and we there, can hope so. We yeah, I mean, there hasn't so. been yet, but, you know, once everything calms down with the playoffs and everything, you, you hope that maybe there's a little bit of coaching turnover. And it just feels like this will be a more, like, this year he'll take more of the heat. Like, yeah, I don't right, feel like right. this year you could necessarily say he was bad, you know, based on everything that happened. Like I said, he made some mistakes, but you couldn't really pin everything on him because it's like he was going to make some mistakes as a rookie head coach, but they they were compounded because of the way this roster yeah. was constructed. So next year, I feel like he he's not out of excuses, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Taylor – now it's more on you. Like you're going to take a little bit more of the heat if this team looks completely inept next year versus this right. year, where it's right. like, it might have been unexpected. But when you look at it in hindsight, you're like, yeah, he was kind of screwed a little bit. It's also they were. If you look back at the season, and and I know it didn't happen a lot, but it did happen often enough that they were they had the ball, uh, you know, driving at the end of a game to potentially tie it or take the lead as in a, time expired. in a position to win. You were you're you needed one stop from your defense in order to preserve a lead and you know this team yes they only won two games but they could have you know had four wins or well, potentially five wins well, and it's like we all talked right. about it a, a few weeks back and I guess now it would have been more like a month or so back but we talked about it like and this, of course, this will be tough for you to to look up while I'm kind of vamping on. But what what did they end up against the spread? What what was the ultimate like Bengals record against the spread? Because that's kind of it's a cheating way of doing this. But if we can look at it and see what their record against the spread was, we can kind of see. Well, all right, they they were this record wise, but Vegas thought that they were going to lose X amount of games and they beat the spread. This is so it's like we can kind of use that to fudge their record a little bit and look at it and see, well, all right, they, they, they did this. So, yeah. So looking, uh, we were, I was able to find it pretty quickly here, uh, against the spread, they were six and 10. Okay. So six, it's and not 10. bad. That's, That's not bad against the spread. It, and you know what? Good teams cover the spread. Right. <laughs> well, no, but it, absolutely. But I mean, if you had said, if you came into this year and their record, they ended the season at six and 10, you would have said, that's a pretty solid coaching I think debut. we picked six games at the beginning of the year. I think we were like, they could win six. I I think I said four. Four was what I, I had them pinned on. But it, it, assuming everything went correctly, yeah. everything, like six was, that was well within their, their ability. Like that was, you know, probably best case scenario. But so, so they went six and 10 against the spread. I think that's a good foundation when you're yeah. looking at it and if you're trying to 
kind of shine some light and like look at a, a you know, bright that's what I'm going to say the Bengals went 6 and 10 this year. I'm not I'm never going to say they won two games. I'm going to be like they went 6 and 10. <laughs> they went 6 and 10 and got Joe Burrow. That's good. They got the future and went 6 and 10. How about that? <laughs> and I mean let's let's just move on into it. You know, we we all assume like and now it's it's draft season and the, the Bengals are on the clock. On the clock, baby. So, uh, you know, it all things point to, to Burrow. I, I can't imagine between now and late April that they go a different route. There's there's just too many things that hinge on having the number one overall pick, needing a quarterback, him being the Heisman Trophy. When I, I mean, it's just like, even if there are questions, because, you know, there's I, between now and then we're going to hear him dissected and people will say, well, he had to transfer mm. and it was a one-year didn't wonder. Do, didn't do well the year before right. at LSU. This was sure. Just, yeah. And so there, there's going to be all sorts of noise that comes out, but it, they're, they're in such a position that they really can't afford not to take him. Right. Like, they, like there's no way – I mean, unless somebody came to you and were like, we'll give you our next 40 number one overall picks for, for this year picks. Like – well, then, you know, they'd be stupid, obviously, to turn that down. <laughs> but, you know, barring some insane deal that somebody offers, they're just in a position where they kind of have to. He's the local kid, too. So the, right, you know, he's got, he's the got that the you Ohio know, tie. And if, if you're the Browns, you know they're thinking about it. It's like jersey sales because of money. Like, I mean, you know, so, I mean, they, you know, it's easier to sell quarterback jerseys. Like, there's, there's all these reasons external and internal why you're going to take Joe Burrow. So, I mean, it's looking like Joe Burrow will be coming to Cincinnati. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, from where I sit here on January, you know, eighth, it, it'd be the right pick. Like I, I can't argue against it at this point in time. Like I mean, he's done everything you could ask. He's got a he's got the national championship coming up. Good chance to win that. But I mean, even unless he comes out there and just throws like twelve picks or gets hurt in that national title, sure, game. yeah. I mean, if he gets injured, just, yeah, that would just change the, things yeah. a, a bit. But yeah, I mean, it, like. He would have to. Something catastrophic would have to happen right. between now and then for him not to be the pick. So now, as I, the more I think about Joe Burrow leading the Bengals, uh, I uh, my feelings can best be summed up as good, feel real good. That's basically. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it. It's so accurate, though. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> Joe might not have been here, but that's like you you were on top of I that, that one. Drop perfectly right there, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I I I think Joe I think uh, Burrow at, at number one is the way to go. The only way I can see and, and you can't you're hemorrhaging fans at this point. Like there's nobody at Paul Brown Stadium. Nobody was there this year. Um so you need to do something to get people back in the seats. The only like quarterback is the only way you do that, right? And before (laughs) this season, what I would have said is trade that number one overall pick because you need help everywhere. Get an offensive lineman, trade back, get an offensive lineman, stockpile some picks, whatever. Tank next year and get Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. (laughs) Like that's that was my plan going in. And then you see all the empty seats, you see the fans just done with the team, and it's like, no, you have to take Burrow, you have to win back the city. And that's the way to do it is to to get your next franchise quarterback in there right now. Well, and again, it's an easy sell. I mean, you're not you're not coming in like this isn't being a 49ers guy. I mean, this isn't trying to sell your fan base Alex Smith where it's like, well, there's a question. There's these two quarterbacks and which one you know is it going against the, the Pac-12 guy or the guy that had the gaudy numbers? It's literally Heisman winner put up great numbers. He's in the title game, you know, who knows, you know, this time next week we'll be talking about how he won the national title. I mean, there's all these things that's like, 
this is about the easiest sell as it gets for a team that needs a quarterback moving forward and who, you know, who's a local guy. The the Browns pretty much lucked into this is, is what I'm The Bengals? Like. Well, no, the Browns. <laughs> oh. The, the Brown family. Oh, the Brown yeah, family. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no, no. I thought the Cleveland Browns. No, 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 Sorry, sorry. Do? Yeah, no, no. The, the, the Browns as a franchise, they're screwed. They, they've got their own issues. But the Brown family <laughs> lucked into this because it's the easiest sell you can possibly make for this. There's no, like, super lingering questions. Yeah, people are going to nitpick him only doing it for one year. But there isn't that oh, well, he's one of those Heisman. This isn't like a, a Landry Jones type situation where it's like, oh, well, he put up gaudy numbers against right. inferior competition or inferior defense. No, he's in the SEC. Like, he did every single thing that you could want when you're looking at a number one overall pick as a quarterback for a franchise that needs it. Okay, so I think we are on the same page here. Joe Burrow is the consensus, consensus number one pick, which means that Mike Brown will take an offensive lineman with that number one overall pick and ruin everything for Bengals fans. <laughs> Let's talk some Reds. I mean, if they screw this one up, man. <laughs> They're going to. I have no faith in this organization. They will screw this up royally. They will either trade back and take, uh, you know, like picks and, and get an offensive lineman, which is fine. But then next year they'll screw it up and they'll not get their quarterback and they're going to have to scramble in free agency. Or they're going to do something stupid and bring in like Philip Rivers to replace Andy Dalton. And it, it, I have no faith that Mike Brown will do the right thing and take Burrow at number one. Outside of Burrow and Chase Young. The, there's no, there's no, they have no other option. He's gonna take Jake Fromm from Georgia because he just declared today. He's gonna be like, "That's my guy, that's the guy. I can, that's the one." It, the sad part is, it's not like I, I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure that he, it, they won't do that. I know that's what I'm saying. No like, faith. It's, it's so easy for them not to screw that us this up that I'm just like, <laughs> but they won't, right? <laughs> you know, Washington is looking at every mock draft and they're like, "We're getting Chase Young." Uh, but wait, the Bengals are picking before us? We're going to have to choose between Joe Burrow or Chase Young at number two because the Bengals are going to do something crazy and take n- neither of these guys. Think, like, number two behind the Bengals might be the worst draft position in the history of the NFL because <laughs> you're like, we've got to scout everybody. We have no idea what they're doing. Like, usually you have a consensus number guy, number two guy, and you're like, well, you know, he's going to be there. There's no doubt about it. But, you know... Uh, Washington has Haskins, so they don't. They're not going to draft the quarterback. So if if for some reason the Bengals don't take Burrow, they're sitting there like, well, what the hell do we do now? Detroit's hanging out at three. Like, are we about to get Joe Burrow? <laughs> We're about to get Joe Burrow because Cincinnati's going to do something stupid. Yeah, I mean, this could be a really wild thing if if Cincinnati screws this up. But I'm confident that they'll just they're they're lazy enough. That the Browns will be like, uh, who who's the consensus number one? Let's take him. And this one belongs to the Reds. No faith in that team. No uh, faith in Mike Brown. <laughs> but the Reds, man. The Reds. I oh have all the oh, faith in the Reds. Ah, it has been. Print the playoff tickets if you're Mike. <laughs> Dude, I'm there. I, I am calling for season oh, tickets God. because I am sold. Shogo signs. They get Shogo to come to Cincinnati, uh, which, by the way, I was talking to Drew, a uh, good friend of the show, and I, I said something about Shogo signing this week, and he was like, Otani? And I was like, do you mean Shohei? No, not him. <laughs> hey, that was like a decade ago. <laughs> he was like, I just wanted to pretend like I knew baseball for a second. Oh, <laughs> 
Uh, but no, Shogo Akiyama is uh, coming in from Japan. The Reds finally have a true center fielder, something they haven't had in a long time. Uh, that it really kind of starts to shape that outfield, which has just been a hodgepodge of, hey, let's just throw these guys out there and hope that they're able to do something in this outfield. So now you're able to start kind of narrowing in a little bit. You've got a bunch of guys that are competing for those corner outfield spots. Senzel, Winker, Van Meter, like all of these guys are still in the mix. Aquafina. Aquafina. Yeah, your your boy Aquafina. It's <laughs> my favorite red, Aquafina. Double A battery is still in there. Uh, and then, you know, there's still, the Reds are still tied to Azuna as potentially bringing him in. That would shore up one of those corner outfield spots. You can start to look at moving a guy like Senzel and maybe getting. Francisco Landor to come in and play shortstop and upgrade that Freddie Galvis position. Okay, calm down, man. Now, and then now the getting, infield. Now, now you're doing that crazy, like, fantasy. It's not crazy. It's not, not crazy. Not, you're doing that fantasy baseball thing. Read like, MLB trade rumors. This is what the Francisco talk is. Lodor. Like, this no, is what on. the talk is. They're tied to all of these guys. Uh, I know. And the, I know. Okay, but let's back up. Let's, let's reel me yeah, in for a second. Yeah, let's you back up. Okay. I'm backed let's, up. Let's reel me in for a second. <laughs> let's say they only get Ozuna. Which I uh, it could happen. They could get Ozuna from the Cardinals. Sure. They, they could. That's a well. I mean, he's a free real, agent, so they don't have to right. worry about. It. And and rumors are are heating up about that. So if you've got Ozuna, Shogo, and then pick a name out of a hat for the other corner outfield position: Senzel, Winker, whoever. I'm Winker. going Aquafina. Okay, you can go double A battery. <laughs> uh, then in the infield, you got Vado, Mustakis, Freddie Gallus, Suarez, and Tucker Barnhart. <laughs> That's a solid lineup. Compare that with the rotation that they have, thanks to Wade Miley getting thrown in there as the number five starter. This is a playoff team, baby. I just don't want to just. I don't want to rain on your parade in January. It's like a playoff team <laughs> in January. Like it all sounds good. I just <laughs> like because well, we talked about it already in the show. Like you know, as the the show started, as the season was wrapping up, and it was just like. The embarrassment of the numbers behind, <laughs> behind everything that was put up by Suarez, like where it was just like it was Suarez and a bunch of guys, <laughs> and like historically bad, just like the the drop off, like it was insanely nuts. And so yeah, I mean on paper it, it sounds like really good. My I guess my only thing is, so we and I'm willing to concede. At the end of the season and, and through the first parts of the the postseason, the rotation when you look at it when you're getting a full year out of uh, Castillo, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Castillo's already there, so you're getting the the full Trevor Bauer experience. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, trade yeah. Deadline right, right, right. So, like, you're looking at the rotation, and then assuming you're getting Sonny Gray back at what he was this year, and not yep. you know he doesn't turn back into a pumpkin or whatever. Like, the rotation on paper was already. Pretty solid. We we could agree on that. We we didn't have any That's arguments. Right. Like, and then they signed Miley, and that you know number five. Like, sure up, baby. Just, right. just the the rotation. I think is playoff worthy. Like, just yeah, playoff. Gonna, say it again. Say say playoff again. Playoff. Play again. I said yeah. playoff worthy. I didn't hear that part. I heard playoff. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> um, it's just you know this lineup had such a far way to go, and I don't. I I mean I don't know what to. The problem with these the the Japanese import. Thing is, this is like so. Ichiro kind of was the first one who was ultra successful, yeah. and you know, and he was a guy that we had heard about for a long time. But then all the guys since then and in between have kind of been these tweener guys, where it's like, eh, 
yeah, they have good moments. And then, okay, Otani, obviously he got hurt, but for the Angels, he was right. another one that was, it looks like he's going to be another real deal. There's just been a lot of guys that have struggled to make that transition or just been okay with it. And he's, I saw he's 31. That's not like super old, but it's past like the, the prime time. I mean, he's put up decent numbers, but it, because you just don't know what you're going to get for him, you say it's shoring up center field. And I'm like, shoring up is a, a tough bridge for me to cross. Well, I say on. that it's like he's solid enough potentially. Hang on. If you look at the red center field over the last several years. Well, I mean, are, are you talking about just defensively or are you talking about like hitting wise? Because I mean, both. Both. Okay, because I was going to say, I was like, Hamilton was fine. Hamilton was fantastic yeah, was defensively. He, just, he hit like he you was, and I would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he could not hit the ball. Yeah. Hamilton could not hit the ball. But uh, after that, you get Irvin played some time in center field sure. and. Uh, you know, he yeah, could no, hit I, a little bit better, but defensively. Like, it's definitely been a black hole for right. the Reds. It for has a always while been now. like, who is. you? They were just throwing guys out in center field. Sure. There was no center fielder that was being played. I mean, Hamilton, they converted him to a center fielder and right. defensively was fine, but he couldn't hit. And it was literally just like, please, dear God, walk so that this turns into a double because otherwise, what the. How are you even doing? Why, why are you let, even here? Let, let me sum this up by saying. They haven't had a true center fielder since they traded for Griffey, and then he was, you know, forced out from injuries from not playing center. Mm. So it's been that long since they had a a center fielder that you could pencil in with any confidence. <laughs> like that's that's what I feel like. Like has every every center fielder that I can think about for the Reds since Griffey has been exactly what you're describing, where it's just like. Yeah, they've kind of just played guys out there. Like it's never been anybody that you've had like true confidence, or that you're like, oh, that's a a, a spot in the lineup or a spot in the the positional things that you're looking at. Did you set it and forget it? Yeah, like the, exactly. The, since the Reds have not had a set it and forget it center fielder since Griffey, and the Griffey experience lasted about ten minutes before injuries took over and and pretty much ruined that. Yeah, it's it's disappointing because that's that was that's the one position in the outfield that it's like I you know I know left field is whatever that's your your guy that's gonna left strike the, out is the redheaded stepchild of right. the outfield. Hey 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 no, I, hey I know, hey! I know. It's just a saying, man. I don't have anything against redheads. I love redheads, but it's just you know it's just, it's the it's the it's outfield. Just, it's the forgotten outfield. When position. Manny Ramirez can play the position yeah. at like Hall of Fame level, you know it's not that big of a deal. No, it's. It's the position that they're like, oh, we can just put a guy there. <laughs> Chipper Jones played left field. <laughs> they're like, oh, this guy really swings the bat, but we don't really have a position. Just throw him in left field. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, I totally get it. And left then, field and then right field is just your meathead that's like, me smash ball. Me strike sure. out a hundred times. Don't care. <laughs> me still hit home run. Center field is the guy that's like, okay, you need to be able to play and we need you to produce because you're sure. supposed to be the fastest guy on the field. You're likely going to be the leadoff hitter. you got to get on base and set the table. And to take that one step further, if you look at it, when you're looking at it up the middle, your center fielder and your shortstop, they were your superstars in Little League. Yeah, they were the yeah. kid. They were the kid that played your, your, your superstar in your team. So... In theory, in the bigs, they're also supposed to be one of like your biggest guys because 
at some point they've you know and obviously any superstar a lot of teams regardless of whatever position they played was you know the man on the team but a lot of time those guys that are the man on their team get thrust into pitchers shortstops and uh center fielders when they get to the big league level right. so the fact that the reds have just had a guy out in center field for most of the last <laughs> decade. Yeah, I mean, I know if I, I hope that he does lock down the position. I just pause because it's like, well, you don't know what you're going to get from these imports. Like until he plays major league games, I know what I'm going to get down? from him. I know what I'm going to get from him. Better than what you've had for a decade. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Good upgrade. <enough>. Upgrade. <laughs> I know. Can you hit better than Billy Hamilton? Sign him. Sign him. <laughs> Give him whatever he wants. It's the closest thing they've had to set it and forget it in a decade. Back so the take truck it. up. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but like, okay, so here's here's where I keep trying to. Real, I, real quick before you before we move on from that. So I haven't really read like his profile and his scouting report. Is he a, a contact guy? Does he have some speed? Like what what is like what's his profile kind of? Yeah, I mean he's a typical Japanese player where it's it's going to be slap. You know, he's not hitting for too much power, but yes, there's going to be halfway be... down the line batting right. a lot of <laughs> batting from the left side of the box, but he's going to have a bunch of infield singles. Okay, gotcha. Right. I mean, he's he's got an OPS of 829 in his career. Okay. Like, he's he's going to get on base, and that's what they need. What what type of, like, home, like so, okay, so he wasn't putting up, like, big power numbers in Japan, so no. he's not going right. to be. Right, exactly. You're looking at a 10 to 15 home run guy, and you'd be happy with that. Uh, he, I'm fine if it's no home runs. If you're on base a lot, <laughs> sure, great. Sure. Be on base for Suarez. That's all I'm asking Does, for. And is he projecting as like a top of the lineup guy too on top of that? I don't think it's going to start out that way, but I think eventually that's where you got to get him to. Okay. Right? I mean, those those type of guys that are just hitting for average are always the ones that you need. Sure, but that's what I'm saying. Like, is he projecting to be one of those guys or is he one of those center fielders where it's like, oh, he's batting at the bottom part of the lineup because he's a contact guy. He's going to be, really he's gonna be the one batting on nine behind the pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've done that with Billy <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, I haven't read enough about him to know like what his profile is. Like, literally, you know, usually there's one big Japanese off-season name, you know, or you know, with Otani, there was a couple of years there where I'd heard of him, um, and you know, this guy, it kind of just showed up out of nowhere, to be honest with you. And then he signed kind of late in this off-season, right? Which, uh, I said late with the way the off-season goes <laughs> right. baseball now. It's not late until <laughs> mid-June. And you're like, oh, it's pretty late for him to be a free agent. Son. Bryce Harper is like, yeah, this is super early, bro. You. <laughs> You blew this one. <laughs> you got to get a better agent, man. Signing in January? What are you crazy? Uh, You're not supposed to sign. The season starts March 26th. You're supposed to sign March 25th. Just about that time. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, so on paper, it, it's it's kind of like with the, the the rotation. But I have more confidence in the rotation. But it's like this Reds team has the potential, and I guess they're coming. This is all coming at a perfect time because. The I feel like the NL Central is kind of in a little bit of disarray. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and that's where. So, and and this is the other thing that's been feeding my habit is like MLB Network is projecting the Reds. There was somebody I forget who it was, but they said the Reds could win like ninety six games. I'm like, I don't put that right in my veins. Just pump it right here, please. <laughs> Just keep that going. I think that's a little ludicrous. I think I think the NL Central ends up being one of those uh, one of the divisions. Uh, I guess it was kind of like that last year. Cardinals, uh, you, you can win it where you're looking at it. It's like, we get to 87. We're 
we're in the driver's seat for winning good. this yeah, division. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think well, it's going to take and that's why that, wins. That's why that Azuna signing could be huge. Because sure. not only does that make the Reds better, that hurts the, hurts Cardinals, the Cardinals. And right. that's huge. The Cubs, I feel like, are like as great as they're supposed to be on paper, I will never trust that Cubs lineup, period. I, I just won't do it. And then the Pirates are uh, back to being the Pirates. I, I, I would think for the, the Cubs, and we're not going to linger too much on them because this ain't about the Cubs. It's just... The lineup is fine. I don't the what the the rotation was put together yeah. after the lineup, and so it's like no matter what, they, they seem like one of those teams that this year could put up a bunch of runs if, if all the hitters go back to being themselves. But yet that rotation is like a nine hundred year old John Lester and and who? <laughs> I mean, they had Cole Hamels last year. He's now with yeah. the Braves, and then um, what's his name? Uh, the the Japanese pitcher that from I'm blanking. That used to that had signed with Texas originally, and then the Cubs traded for him. Is he still in Chicago? I don't know if he's still there. And why am I blanking on his name? I don't know, but I'm leaving you hanging on this yeah. one because you're the baseball guy. I know, and, I, and again, I can picture his face, and I'm like, but he was supposed to be a big deal for you know the Cubs getting him in a trade, and he hasn't panned out. But so I mean, their rotation is just completely like up in the air. So it's like that's why the, the Cubs I don't trust because. Even if everything goes right with their offense and that goes back to normal, like they they just don't have the pitching right now. And then the you know the Cardinals, they I don't know how they even won the division last year because it was like one of the quietest division. It's because they forever. got to play the Reds and the Pirates <laughs> nine hundred times, and you didn't you just had your stats at that sure. point. Well, and then the Brewers are coming back down to earth because they mm-hmm. they've lost some people. Like Moustakas, hello <laughs> playoffs. <laughs> Playoffs. We are just addition by subtracting I'm from so, everybody else I'm in the NL Central. I'm so we're sitting here talking about all this, and then the Pirates win the division. <laughs> like, what the hell? The one team we didn't mention just swooped out of nowhere and won it all. So uh, I I joke, but I sit there and I think about like last year at this time when the Reds started making moves, and all of a sudden Puig gets announced, and and it's like. Oh man, on paper this team looks good. This team could be this could be interesting. And then by the All-Star break they're eliminated and you're trading away everybody and it's like, well, Puig is we still Puig's still the number 2 home run leader on the the <laughs> he roster. He hasn't been here for 6 months, but great. Yeah, fantastic. You know who's still a free agent right now? Puig. Puig, bring him back, baby. <laughs> You get, you get Azuna and Puig, and I am all it. Print the tickets. That's all. I'm, that's that's what it. Nah, man, I don't want Puig. He's gonna sideline. He's gonna sideline Aquafina. I don't want none of that. No. <laughs> Puig can stay on the free agent. They don't need no damn Puig. Got Aquafina, baby. <laughs> Home run every day for a time. <laughs> for a short stretch. Yeah. For three weeks. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I feel like you're you're not you're not on board with me on this one. You're not no, you're I, not feeling it as much as I am. I feel no, I feel like that the NL Central is uh, up for grabs, and I feel like the Reds have a good chance. I'm just I'm just hesitant is all. Like it just like like you pointed out just now. It just it feels like last season where it's like things on paper look really good, but they got to play the games. Like I got to see this team through you know the first month. And, you know, of course, the first month of the season is always very telling because it's like if they come out and they fall into a hole like they did last year, well, then they spend most of the season trying to get out of it. And it's like, oh, well, they went four and 27 in April and the season was effectively over. 
Yeah, no zero and nine stretches like they did to start right. the season. Right, I mean, last so year. it's like that's basically it's like a check back with me at the end of April, and I'll tell you how I f- really feel about this Reds team because, I, like on paper, I do think that they could be pretty good, but I, I'm not ready to I'm not ready to crown their asses yet. That's all I'm saying. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Bearcats won a bowl game. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> a, and that's that's the wrap on Bearcats football for the year. They, they won their meaningless bowl game and cool. Let's talk some Xavier Mustard here. <laughs> I don't have the clip. I was gonna play it. I was gonna say it would have been better if that perfectly timed to just roll on. I was going to, but well, it, then, then since I you already did, you already did the, the UC intro. Let's just talk about UC basketball. Since. No, we're on to Xavier. We're oh, on okay. to Xavier. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, they're playing right now. or recording. What, what happened in that game? Did they finish? I don't know. I was gonna go. Did they finish? I was gonna go look well, at that. Finished. I, I thought we were gonna talk a little bit longer about UC. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we wrapped it up before they got to the bowl game. I was like, oh, blew it against Memphis twice in the season, won a meaningless bowl game, and that's that. Uh, we'll see next year. <laughs> like, there really isn't anything else to say about the Bearcats season. It was surprisingly more productive than I think anybody anticipated, but ultimately they you know, fell on their face at the end. And then Fickle just... will be back next year. Sure. Enjoy him next year because he gone. He, yeah. he, he going think, after that. I was just going to say, I don't think that there's any – like unless – the Bearcats are just maybe maybe Baylor is gonna hire him now that rule is gone. Wait, is that a thing? Is that a rumor? I mean, maybe he's a he's a decently up so. and coming name. I still think he's Ohio enough that he's like that wouldn't be something that they. Mm, I don't know. I mean, everybody I'm not wants that, that Ohio recruiting bed. Sure, I'm not saying that Baylor wouldn't be interested. I just don't think that that's a lateral move for him at this point. No, really. Going from the AAC to the Big 12? But it's Baylor, though. Like, Don't matter. It's, it's Big 12 money. Yeah, I guess. That's a that's a big conference with big pockets. That's true. Yeah, I, I, and no oversight. They let you do whatever the hell you want at Baylor. That's true. There is nothing. There's no rules. It's the wild, wild west. <laughs> literally. Literally. <laughs> literally. For Xavier. better or for worse. It's wild, wild west out there at Baylor. Xavier is down currently uh, to Seton Hall. 75-64 with three minutes to go in the second. Cool. So they're going below that. They're going to lose that one to Seton Hall. Uh, so we had the loss to Villanova. We had wins against St. John's and TCU. And now a loss to Seton Hall. Just miring in the middle of the big east which i feel like is there is going to be that's going to be the start of the season the most yep most of the time so far in the big east like they flirted with the top there but for the most part they've hung out that that four to five range is where they live since getting to the big east like it just is i mean they've tried to you know they've pre- pretended to hang out with villanova a couple of times but when they've pretended to hang out with Villanova, it's when Villanova was at their national championship best. Right. So it was <laughs> right. like, oh, well, you, you know, you're in the conversation with us because you're in the same conference, but really not in the same league generally. But well, that's the crazy thing. That year that Xavier had that one seed, uh, that it was like, oh, this is the this is the squad, <laughs> and then they got bounced in the first weekend, uh, where people were picking them as the first ever one seed to lose to a sixteen. Like that was. The best Xavier team that we have ever seen, and they couldn't get it done. And it's like, I don't, I don't know if they will. I don't know if they ever will. 
They're just always and and then you look at the the Big East now. Villanova still you know in the the middle of the pack in terms of the top twenty five. Butler is in the top ten. Where the hell did that come from? I mean, we were talking about how Butler is the team that always has Xavier's number, so they Xavier was likely going to lose twice to Butler. They're a top ten team now, knocking on the door of the top five. Butler's going to smash them. So that's two losses to Villanova through the year, two losses to Butler. Like this team has got to hope for a deep Big East tournament run in order to make again, yeah, in order to make March Madness. And it's like, I, I mean, which is strange to think of because I mean, you know, assuming they finish out this loss tonight, they're they're at twelve and four, which isn't a bad record. But we talked about it before the show started. It feels feels like many more losses. And this is one of those teams that when the committee looks at it, they're going to be like, yeah, we see through those like more of those wins and the losses. So it's like. Even if they have a high win total and low loss total, we're still going to get seated. Something. Oh, low. we're not getting a great seat. Yeah, yeah like yeah, it's going to yeah. be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Eight seed. The only <laughs> thing that I think is going in Xavier's favor is the fact that this season is just bananas. Like everybody sure. is losing, and and teams that they shouldn't lose to, they're losing to, and it's like, well, whatever. It, and for the every week that we've had this show, here we are again talking about Xavier. They're on their best nights. They can beat anybody in the country. <laughs> On their worst nights, they could lose to the 300th ranked team in the country. Like I it just, like I, I feel confident saying that that is like Xavier could lose to the worst team in Division One basketball. On their, you know, at their worst, like they're. They're just so schizophrenic. <laughs> that like, is such a good figure that's out. Such a good way to describe like, this team. Just a they bunch are... of ill-fitting parts. It is literally like Steele's doing his best. Like Steele's doing a hell of a coaching job, but I mean he's just throwing things at the wall every night. And some nights they stick, and it looks like they're a powerhouse. And other nights, it's like, wow, this team's not good. <laughs> so you know, I, it's just it's rough, man. Uh, so the other news that's come out since we last recorded was Bishop is entering the tra- uh, the transfer portal. Uh, the, the Xavier freshman was averaging 12 minutes a game and didn't think that was enough. So he is leaving for greener pastures and whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's whatever when it's a freshman too because they've got guys coming in that could easily replace them. But, uh, you know, it's one of the higher recruit rankings yeah. wise that Xavier had gotten. But if, if there's a freshman who's complaining about playing time in his freshman year and it's like, he hasn't been earning more than, you know, 12 minutes. And when he's been out there, he's just looked whatever. And right. Like, there, there hasn't been anything that says, Oh man, this guy needs to get more playing time. Like, yeah, yeah. If that, that guy or that kid thinks that, you know, he can, he's better off at another school. I'm in the, of the mind. You know what? Go. <laughs> Like, cause I, like you're probably never going to work out. Like you're never going to pan out anyway. If right. the first half of your freshman year, you're already complaining about playing time. Like just go. <laughs> I, I, you know, Xavier doesn't have time. Like they've already got enough issues figuring out, you know, getting this roster together with what they've got. They don't need anybody who's whining about playing time in his freshman year. Kind right. of mucking that whole thing up. So I'm sure that, you know, while they say all the right things, in front of the media, the, the, the team is just like, whatever. Like, uh, well, and, and you've got guys that, that are on the bench that are coming off the bench as freshmen. Like, Kiki is balling out lately. Sure. Uh, he had an amazing game against St. John's. Mm-hmm. What did he hit, like five threes that game? Mm-hmm. I mean, he – so, okay, yeah, it sucks to lose any of your scholarship players. Sure. But, meh. Xavier – well, Xavier – and you know what? 
that's part of the the deal. Like us and and the the fan base in general wanted to, to get out of the 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 mid major shadow and wanted to be considered a big time program. It's like, and this is what happens when you're a big time program. Guys that you recruit that are high highly ranked and whatever, sometimes they don't work out and they leave. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean. If Xavier was still in the A10 and, you know, not getting the caliber of guys that they're able to get and, and you know, keep and that want to stay, he probably isn't going anywhere. And, and who knows how it works out. But because Xavier's in the Big East and, you know, again, want to be considered one of the elite programs, this is what comes with being an elite program. I mean, Kentucky has guys that transfer out and then go to other schools. But I think it's yeah, guys they- that are considered – you know, they they consider themselves superstars and then go to Kentucky and it's like, well, I'm not getting enough playing time. Right. Like, I'm going to leave and go be a superstar at another school. Like, that's what's like us as fans. That's what we want for Xavier, I feel right? like this is so like the first step is getting those guys to come to your school. Sure. Which Xavier has done. And now the next step is getting too many of those guys to come to your school exactly. where they're going to start transferring out to leave. The next step up that Xavier needs to get to is getting those one and dones to, to come to the sure. school where it's like. We get you for one year. Come to us for one year because that's the rule until LeBron James's son is in uh, college and they do away with the rule. <laughs> until that point, though, we get you for one year. Come do come win a ring here. Well, I would even settle for the the because obviously they've proven that it works. The, the Villanova has the guys that are there two years and then they're gone. Yeah, you know these sharpshooters that are you know just, they're highly recruited and then they're they. They play their freshman year, and you know they're they're named guys, but, they, but then they blow up in year two and propel them to Final Four and National Championship, and then they leave. That's the type of that guy sounds that amazing, I was right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like just get get us there. Like, I don't need the guys that Kentucky's routinely right. getting, Michigan State. Like, just give me the guys that Villanova's getting on a regular basis. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> Well, we'll see how Xavier they they close the gap on that one. They were only down six with like two minutes to go, so they're yeah. closing. Don't make up. us eat it. <laughs> fine with that. We'll see. Let's I'm do. All right with let's it. do some hockey talk, and then we'll come back and check on it. Uh, let's get into the Cyclones. <laughs> I have it go twice. Uh, okay, three times. Just because you pressed the button wrong. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, Scott. Uh, everybody's favorite segment of Craft Brood Sports Cincinnati style. Why don't you go ahead and do that hockey? All right. Well, last checked uh, on the Cyclones, they've gone three, two, and three. They've averaged two point seven five goals a game, and uh, they still lead the Central Division by five points. Heading into tonight's game against the uh, the Rapid City Rush. Uh, Bradley Vale is on a nine-point streak what? dating back to the the eleventh of December. What? And the team is Who? having an average. Who was it? Uh, uh, yeah, Bradley Vale. Oh, Bradley! Yeah, name I can pronounce. Bradley Vale. Yeah. What's the goalkeeper's name? It's actually Brady Vale. Sorry, I can't read. <laughs> can't read my own typing. Brady Vale. Oh God. I gotta stop. Oh, good God! I've messed this all up. Uh, team has an average PDO streak at uh, one hundred point eighty eight, but a uh, Corsair Bender averaging twelve point five a game. Uh, they have a back to back with the Rapid City Rush this weekend, and the next weekend, the big weekend uh, after the uh, Star Wars weekend, Marvel weekend. Tried to talk my wife into. I told my wife earlier about this. I was like, "Hey, we should take the boys." And I got a lukewarm reception, so I uh, don't know if I'm going to do that. Uh, but they play the Fort Wayne Comets. Uh, Can you back up through some of those stats again? No. Come on, just real quick. Go I back. Have no idea what any of those stats were. So, <laughs> fan of the show, so confidently, and I was like. 
I, this is like gibberish to me. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. And I wanted to call you out on it, but I was laughing too hard. I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to read through it all real quickly, and he won't be able to like. Uh, so did you say PDI? Like, what is that? What I, PDO, man? PDO. Oh, the PDO. You know, oh, the PDO. Oh, PDO. Oh, PDO. Yeah, not, not the PDI, but the PDO. <sighs> I forgot about the PDO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the corsi public bender? displays of obnoxiousness. I don't know what's a corsi bender. <laughs> Look, yeah. fan, uh, friend of the show uh, Jim Ballon, uh told uh, we, we had spoken just before the Christmas holidays. Like I'm gonna throw a bunch of like actual <laughs> stats at you so you can just mess with Mike <laughs> when you come back and just uh, I'm gonna give you all the stats to make you look smart. And then I proceeded to pronounce Brady's name wrong, so I screwed it all up from the word go. It's still one. It's still sure. I mean. You sold it really well, man. It sounded say, like you knew exactly what you were talking well, about. Well, and I figured the faster I read it, the more it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. But let's talk about this Marvel weekend. I was what just going to say, I was like, <laughs> but let's get back to what? Let's get back to you and I, Sweet Space. Marvel weekend. <laughs> yeah. The funniest thing that I saw when I was looking up things before you sent me this, uh, so they're like, uh, appearance by Black Panther, Spider-Man, and I forget uh, who else. There was three names. <laughs> and then right underneath that, it said, uh, hero subject to change. <laughs> so, I feel like they're already prompting me. Yeah, these aren't who you're gonna get. You're gonna get like the the C level Marvel heroes because we we display all the big guns. But it's like, oh, instead of Spider Man, you got Squirrel Girl. <laughs> That's who showed up this weekend. Uh, yeah. There it is: Spider Man, Iron Man, and Captain America. Character, Character subject, subject to change. change. <laughs> I was like, oh no, we're gonna get Hawkeye, and uh, you know. Nick even, Fury, <laughs> just some black guy with an eye patch. Like, that's not Nick Fury. It's not Samuel Jackson. What are you doing here? But yeah, either way, Marvel weekend coming up next weekend. Uh, like I said, I I texted my wife this morning. I'm like, wait, we should take the boys because we've never. Yeah, I don't go to too many hockey games. I've I've been to enough Cyclones games by myself, but her and I have never been to a, a, a hockey game together. And it's not just not something we generally do. Boys certainly haven't been to a hockey game. And I thought, you know, it'd be something to do. They've got the the family pack going next week. Mm. You, know, you get the four tickets for a pretty pretty decent whoa, price. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Four tickets to the Friday game. Four Cyclones Marvel posters. Right. Four, four chicken, chicken sandwiches, sandwiches for Chick Fil A. Come right. on, right? No, and that's, I was like, that's a pretty good deal. And something to do Friday. Something different. And plus, I, I mean, you know, my boys love Marvel, so I figured, what yeah. better night to take them to something that they otherwise have no idea about than to be like. Oh, hey, Spider-Man and Black Panther and Captain America to be here. Maybe. Until <laughs> we get there and they're like, Dad, who are these guys? I'm like, oh, damn it, the subject to change really screwed me. But yeah. Uh, it's not even like Luke Cage. It's Luke Cage's brother. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, PDO and Corsa and stats stuff. Jim is, when he listens to this, he's going to be so mad at me. He even texted me before and was like, oh, I wish I could listen to this live. He'd, he, he's going to sit there and like, I'm so glad I didn't listen to I've been so mad at you. I, I look at these stats and then you pronounce the guy's name wrong. You loser. <laughs> so, yeah. I, 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 ahead of time, I'm sorry, Jim. We tried. I, I did at least sneak 
past Mike. Like he thought it was real. So the no, I knew to... it wasn't real. No, the no, no, whole no, I time. know. But I'm saying like I at least had you like reeling because I was rattling it off so fast. So I played that part well enough. But... All you did was make me laugh to where I couldn't question. If it's Joe was here, if Joe was here, he absolutely would have like, me. Up. He would have been like, oh, "Was yeah. that? Was that? Was PDO? Yeah, was Joe. What? Joe would have ruined the whole thing, but." <laughs> That's what it is. Oh. What's curbside checking? What's I'm, that? I'm What's sorry. that mean? I'm sorry, Jim. <laughs> that's that's doing that hockey. <laughs> Brought to you this by, by this half black guy. I gotta pause it before it plays like nine times. It's gonna keep playing. I don't know what I did. I switched. I switched over from the board to a phone, and it just doesn't playing. matter what we do. That hockey segment's my favorite. It is so good. Absolutely beautiful. I feel like we should almost lead off the show, but we're not drunk enough at the beginning of the show, so doing that hockey always fits well to end this show. I was just going to say, I, I don't want to mess with success. Ending the show with this hilarious... It's just like, we're my, worry more is that pe- and- my worry is that people are like, oh, these guys are like... They kind of... They're into it a little bit. Like, this guy might be a little crazy about the Reds, but like they, they kind of know what they're talking about, and then it gets to doing that hockey, and people are like, oh, no, they just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. They fake it. Ignore the first 45 <laughs> minutes of the show. Oh, Xavier finished. Xavier lost by lost. 12. <laughs> <laughs> so much for closing well, the gap. There's that. This has been another show. <laughs> Welcome to 2020, y'all. The Bengals are undefeated in this decade. Boom! Oh, snaps. <laughs> I would hit the rap air horn, but it would stop the outro music, so I'm not going to hit it. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, man. They're on the clock, too. Thank you guys for tuning in. Good uh, times. Be sure to follow the show in between shows at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott and hit him up with all of your sweet hockey knowledge at Scotty K underscore junior. Give follow, me all the inside stats. <laughs> follow me. I'll be sure to read through them wrongly <laughs> on the show. Follow me at Mike Burlon. You can follow Joe at Joe Goalie 4. Tweet at him. Tell him to get better because I can't handle this seat. He needs to get back here ASAP. You guys can hit up the drunk line anytime you want and give us all your sweet Cincinnati hot takes. 44037Drunk. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to tell your friends. Subscribe, rate, review. We'll see you guys next week. Cheers, everybody. Brady Vale. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
what Shopify says you can sell anywhere? Oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.